a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of folks are saying Zach Wilson should be the number one pick in the draft over Trevor Lawrence. Well, I don't know about that. Helmets off is on. Okay, folks, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here, your host. Uh, Thank you for joining in. You can... uh, uh, like us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Give me your thoughts, feelings, but we really appreciate you having here. Got a really fun show today, as always. Uh, a lot of people are rumbling. The draft is coming up soon about Zach Wilson from BYU uh, potentially being the number one quarterback uh, in the draft, even over Trevor Lawrence. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Of course, uh, Ron Rivera gave Alex Smith the boot. The greatest feel-good story we've had in a long time in the NFL and Alex Smith and uh, the, the Washington football team let him go. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of a tough thing. It's, it really is a tough thing. We'll talk about that today as well, along with our beloved laughable, laughable, whatever they are, Houston Texans who just can't seem to get out of their own way. And will they, like other organizations, seem to find any kind of success? Give you my thoughts on that and a whole, whole lot more, but this is Helmets Off, so let's get started. Um, Zach Wilson had just, just a tr- tremendous football season last year. Really, the team went 11-1 and one and just looked really good, and he just got better and better as the season went along. Massive improvement from his junior year, uh, and a lot of folks – think he has a lot of the makings of a lot of these NFL quarterbacks today that are mobile uh, but can throw the football and throw it in all different angles, directions, uh, trajectories, whatever. Some folks comparing him to somewhat of of, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And these are are well-respected folks in the NFL who, who like Zach Wilson. And then it's Trevor Lawrence. And I'm, I'm going to give you maybe the pros and cons of all of this. Okay. So let's just start with longevity. So Trevor Lawrence has been a consistent performer through high school, through his time at Clemson. He, he won a national championship as a freshman. And then he kind of, I don't know if he's gotten better. You would expect there to continue to be this rise and so you might have to ask yourself the question is this the absolute best that trevor lawrence is going to be and you have to ask that question when you're drafting guys because they have to get better they have to be better 
and they have to improve or they won't make it in the NFL. If you're, if you're, if you're a top tier college player and you move on to the next level and you don't improve your grant, your game, you will not survive in the NFL. And so you get a lot of these players from, you know, Ohio state, some of these quarterbacks, some of the USC quarterbacks, uh, Mark Sanchez, you know, um, uh, you know, Sam Darnold, even, even, even Matt Weiner, you know, who, who I really thought would be a, an amazing pro just never panned out. And a lot of it is they kind of peak in college. And so, so to me, if there was one knock, and I think it's the only knock on Trevor Lawrence is that maybe he's, he's hit his ceiling and, and maybe with coaching and with the next level that, that may be changed. But aside from that, I think he's a prospect like uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, I, I really do. I think he's. I think he's got the the ability to make all the throws. He's got tremendous arm strength. I believe his arms much stronger than Zach Wilson's. A lot of people talk about uh, Zach Wilson's arm strength, and and let, let's talk about that right now because you got to remember um, Zach Wilson. Uh, in some of the throws that he makes and some of, you know, even last year, uh, and, and he had a tremendous year. I'm not taking away. I'm just, I'm just thinking of the next level. He played in against some competition that was, you know, maybe a little bit suspect. So the ball getting where it got uh, against poor competition is going to look, look a lot better than when the guys are faster and they are much faster in the NFL. So, uh, I'm not saying he can't get up to that speed with his arm strength, but certainly, boy, it would be, it would be a tough thing. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't say a tough thing. It, it, it's going to be a, that's going to be a challenge for him. It's going to be something he's going to have to overcome. Will he, I, I don't know. Can he, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's possible. Uh, but that's, that's where his game has to go to a different place uh, than it did this year i think some of the arm angle throws i think it's a little overrated i really do uh you just intuitively uh find ways to get the ball to guys uh you know just it, it just it just intuitively instinctively happens you know with with players and so i don't know that that i mean i think most guys in the nfl throw the ball can do that kind of stuff i think it's there's some things patrick mahomes can do nobody can do uh, he he certainly breaks certain rules uh, and and makes it normal, which is you know. But I don't see everyone doing that. Zach Zach Wilson does not have those kind of skills that Patrick Mahomes has in some of his throws. Um, so here's the other thing that I, is a little concerning to me, and that's the that's the amount of time that Zach Wilson has. Um, you know, he just, he had, this was a really good year and it certainly changed his position, but I, I know of some other guys who had a year that was amazing, even against better competition, but it, it really wasn't, uh, the kind of player they are. I think with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you, you've had a lot more consistent play over a longer period of time against better competition. With, that, with Zach Wilson, you've got a jump. A lot of people say it's because of his injury, which was a real thing from last year to this year. But um, it's, it's been 
it's been hodgepodge. It's been kind of all over the place with Zach as far as, you know, you, I mean, he's last year was, was phenomenal, but, but last year was also pretty much against very subpar competition compared to what he had faced in the past. So uh, a lot of power five schools that were not on BYU schedule last year had been in the past. How would he handle that better competition? I would like to see personally, uh, you know, now you'll just have to wait and see how he does in the NFL. But uh, I, I think, I think if I'm really boiling down and I've, I've been a big fan of Zach Wilson's. I like him a lot, but if I'm, if I'm, um, if I'm, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think there's just a lot less question marks about Trevor Lawrence than there are Zach Wilson. I, I think the consistency of play, I think the ability to um, kind of, stand in there because uh, because because really jacksonville is going to be a work in progress and and so a young quarterback it's 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 you got to have someone who physically durable mentally durable and i don't think zach wilson isn't but i just i just i don't know that i don't know that he has the staying power if he's if he's in a bad situation like a trevor lawrence does and i just think i just think trevor's a, l a little bit less of a gamble and I don't, I don't know that Zach Wilson is a generational player uh, where you just go, yeah, this guy is just, you know, he's going to light it up for the next 20 years. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that. So if I'm, if I'm drafting a guy, uh, I'm, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. I think, I think he fits well, too, with a guy like Urban Meyer and what Urban's, Urban's going to do. Um, Zach might be a little... Um, kind of out of the wild west maybe that uh for for urban's for urban's liking but you know who knows all right we're gonna take a break right now uh it'll be it'll be fun to watch though uh with zach and trevor but when we are Zach, yeah zach and trevor so when we come back uh of course we've got alex smith who was just you know wonderful story uh remarkable coming back after 17 surgeries to not only start but lead the washington football team into the playoffs last year and really kind of an ugly organization and and uh, they just said hey uh, we don't want you back <laughs> probably didn't want him there to begin with but nonetheless where does alex smith end up well we'll talk about that more when we come back this is helmets off and, uh, thank you. it's the story of an american held in a dark venezuelan prison then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, Scott Mitchell, Alex Smith. Boy, what a story. Former first round draft, first pick in the draft, uh, the same year Aaron Rodgers was picked, has had a lot of like turmoil throughout his career. Had a tough go of it and a great go of it with the 49ers. Had a tough go of it and a great go of it with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
had a tough go of it and a great go of it with the Washington Reds, the sorry, the Washington football team. And, and that's kind of been his career. And he's, you know, he's been a guy that's really made the most of the situations he's been in. He's been a very steady, a very productive player. A lot of people say, you know, he's not a guy that uh, he's a game manager. He's not a guy that's going to take chances. He's not a guy that's going to ultimately lead you to the promised land. And I mean, that's just hogwash people saying that just so you know, um, Peyton Manning, you could say was a game manager because shoot, he, you know, for all the years he lost in the playoffs and couldn't win. And, and, and you're saying the same thing about Alex Smith and he just, it's just about opportunities. You know, it's, it's hard to win in unless you're Tom Brady in the playoffs. And even then, you know, Tom Brady lost, uh, you know, it wasn't like he won all the time. So, uh, but he won a lot of time. Uh, none, nonetheless, um, Alex Smith has had a very, very good career and he's a very, very good quarterback. And it's remarkable what he did. And just everyone, I think, just has tremendous respect. I mean, here's a guy who's potentially going to lose his leg. He's going to lose his life. And he's still fighting to find a way to get back on a football field. And why anyone wouldn't want that. And uh, But Ron, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington football team, doesn't. And I, I actually don't blame Ron Rivera in the sense that he's like, it's so high risk. Like, I, I don't think I don't think Ron Rivera is going, oh, this guy's a jerk. You know, how dare he want to come back and play? And there's just no spot for him. I'm sure Ron Rivera goes, I am the most impressed person with what you've done, Alex Smith. But Ron Rivera has to make those tough decisions as a head football coach. And he's like, you're 37, and I don't want the potential of you re-injuring your leg on my hands. I don't want it. There's no freaking way I want that. And, and I think he did it more out of a respect for Alex Smith, for himself, his family, for the Washington football team organization. It's just, it's just too volatile. And, and it was a, just a gruesome injury. And to have that happen all over again, I think, and has happened in Washington, of course, with Jill Theismann, uh, it doesn't happen often, but now that you've had that, you know, how stable, how secure are you? Not only that, Ron Rivera is a former defensive player. He knows how defensive players like to take those little uh, unintended shots at quarterback to try to get them out of the game. And a lot of time it's down towards their knees and ankles and rolling into them and trying to, you know, whatever. Uh, so he understands, you know, the, the, the dynamic of playing quarterback and how hazardous it can be. So I don't think that, uh, I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, he has malice towards Alex Smith. I just think it's a risk management decision. They just weren't happy with. I mean, Alex Smith's 37, 37 years old. And, you know, you can get a young quarterback, you can get 15, 18 years out of him. You might get five. And that's if he play, if Alex Smith plays till the age of uh, Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees 42 right now. So, so, you know, not many guys play into their 40s. There'll be more just because of the change in a lot of things, the, the training, the health of the players, the lack of physical contact uh, will, will um, prolong careers, which is great. So I just think it's hard. And, but here's the challenge, you know, Alex Smith is not going to find a, a starting job. Right? He's a, you know, it's just hard. Where's he going to go? I mean, who, who's going to go? Yep. I mean, they're going to go maybe the only shot he has. I know where he should go, and that's clearly with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
And it's only because of Urban Meyer. And it's only because they have this young quarterback that they're going to draft, whoever it is, probably Trevor Lawrence. And, and if, you're, if you're a coach, to, men, to be mentored by someone like Alex Smith as a young quarterback, probably a really good thing. From a mental toughness side of things, I mean, all of it, just X's and O's. And, and uh, Alex Smith is a buffer with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's tough. Urban Meyer is a demanding coach. You know, he's, he's no walk in the park to, to play for. And so Alex Smith understands, knows who he is, how he is. And he'll, he'll be able to be that good buffer with, uh, with Urban Meyer. And, uh, and Urban Meyer trusts Alex Smith. So you've got a coach that knows you, respects you, trusts you. It's probably the only place that makes any sense for Alex. Really, the only place. I mean, uh, Jacksonville has tons of money, uh, you know, how much they get Alex Smith because there aren't going to be a lot of opportunities there. And Alex Smith's only chance is going to a young team that doesn't want to play a new quarterback like Jacksonville or going to a team as a backup and someone gets hurt or someone doesn't perform. But he's not going to he's not going to be on anyone's radar to say, yeah, we're going to we're going to put you in as our starting quarterback. Uh, there's just there's just way too much there, and it's unfortunate. Um, but I tell you, Alex Smith has just weathered some just unbelievable storms in his career. All right, we're gonna take another break. The Texans, oh my goodness, the Texans. You know, football's such a big deal in Texas, and they you get it right in you know in so many areas in high school and college, and of course, you know you've got the Dallas Cowboys who have had tremendous success, one of the most popular sports franchises in the world and then you have the houston texans my goodness because it's a sad cry from the old houston oilers love you blue uh the texans are not getting a lot of love and it's really you know it's really organization anyways we'll take a break come back talk about that and then we'll probably see you next week Welcome back to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, the old host here. And, uh, of course, the Houston Texans um, uh, are a, uh, an expansion franchise. The Houston Oilers left. The Texans, that was an original name of uh, one of the AFL teams. And uh, they thought they could bring back some of that old magic. And they just haven't seemed to get it together. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins trading him away, some of the decisions they've made, really, really scratch heads with a lot of people. in. Uh, you know, um, so much of it is there's kind of two, two, tr- there's two trains of thought in the NFL. There's, we don't care because we just make a whole bunch of money. In fact, we make more money if we're not good, which doesn't make sense. You know, how can you be a bad team and a bad business and still be in business? It's not, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then you have uh, teams that go, we're all about winning champions. So, so the, historically, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're the San Francisco 49ers, you've got the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, you've got the New York Giants, you've got teams like the Denver Broncos traditionally. Um, some of these teams, I think I, I named the Packers there, but there's, there's a thing within the organization and, and the New England Patriots. Um, and, and, in, and back in the day, you'd say the New York Giants. And they, they seem to kind of struggle to find it. Um, 
but you know these teams that have won multiple championships and always seem to be close to or in contention uh are you know it's because they their ownership really cares and there's a it's a it's a leadership thing it's a vision thing and it really starts at the top and it basically is um everyone in this organization i don't care where you are what you do you're held to the standard of we're here to win championships and a lot of organizations it's not that way a lot of organizations they don't have the patience they don't care um they make a lot of decisions off emotion they have people making decisions that don't really understand football they're really poor at scouting uh you know it's like you want to you want to be a good organization find good players find good coaches and if you just did that alone and teams like the pittsburgh steelers traditionally are great at that the dallas cowboys were great at that the 49ers were great at the denver broncos were really good at that uh back in my time with the miami dolphins they were good at that and so and even detroit all the guys that were at detroit are now at pittsburgh and and so they've helped the Steelers really become a you know kind of taking their organization to another level, and it's because you get good people, and it's coaches, it's players, and it's also the you know the, the management has a vision, and that that's that's for anything in life, you know it's a, it it's not just football, it's you know it's just an expectation, it's a vision, it's a and 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 someone meaning the owner the person at the very top of it has to be the person to drive all that a lot of these owners are like they made their money in something else this is a toy to them they they basically they just sit there and do nothing and the value of their toy just goes up like insane amounts of money the fact that they they instituted this uh online betting uh just dramatically increased the value of all these sports teams and they didn't do anything they didn't win so um you know to lose is to win maybe in the nfl i mean really you're going to gain more money uh, so a lot of the motivation isn't there with a lot of these organizations and so that you know it's it's hard and you take a team like the texans um you know it's you, you just don't let good talent go and then you've got this really good quarterback and he's just so fed up with this. And he's fed up because he's the guy out there, like on the front lines, laying it on the line for this organization at a high risk, at a high exposure, uh, has the most to lose and not getting any support whatsoever uh, from, from the organization. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not a surprise. Uh, is it going to change? No, it's not. There's no motivation for it to change. You know, it's just sometimes these teams might just luck into enough good players in a situation, which happened to the Cincinnati Bengals. Wasn't anything they just went out and did on their own. Uh, they've had so many, even the Cleveland Browns had so many first round draft choices. They've just screwed up. So, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's not surprising uh, and that these teams are poor and they're not good. And it's also not surprising that most of them don't care. All right, Helmets Off is now off. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Until then, we'll see you then.
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.